Welcome to Food Freedom Radio, and Happy New Year. If you're listening on Sunday, um, Happy New Year's, or if you're listening on Saturday, Happy New Year's Eve, or if you're listening via podcast or any other time, Happy 2023. Uh, this is Laura Hedlund. I'm a student of permaculture, a person who knows cheap food is not cheap, and someone curious about why humans are capable of such technological feats. We're close to fusion energy. A few months ago, NASA smashed a spacecraft into an asteroid 7 million miles away from Earth. And yet we do not know how to be with each other and with the other beings in this awesome blue ball we call Earth. So at the edge of the years changing, we have um, an interesting show today. We're going to be talking about consciousness and food. We'll be talking with Ukrainian Claudia Shavaluk, um, who worked with the United Nations Inner Development Goals and is currently a consultant with Rambo Managing Consulting. And I also invited the host of another AM9 show, Being Curious, to join me today as co-host. So Kelly Wagner, share a little bit about um, yourself. Hello, everybody. Kelly Wagner, publisher of Edge Magazine and the co-host of Being Curious with Kelly and Brian. I love food. I love curiosity. I love what you just said with that intro of we're doing this seven million miles away, but we just don't, we're not grounded. Like we're not celebrating the blue ball like we should be. And I'm so excited what we're going to talk about today. I am too. And I was really pleased to learn um, about uh, Claudia um, Shafaluk. Um, And so, Claudia, um, you're joining us from Sweden right now. Welcome to Food Freedom Radio. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Hi. So tell us uh, a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I'm a sustainability consultant. I right now work for Rumble Management Consultant here in Sweden. Uh, originally, I come from Ukraine, and uh, officially, I'm a Ukrainian refugee in Sweden because of uh, Russian war in Ukraine. Uh, I'm a mother of two daughters, uh, and uh, before uh, coming to Sweden, I've been working uh, as a sustainability consultant. I had uh, my own uh, consultancy agency in Ukraine. I was also working uh, part-time for Inner Development Goals, uh, which you have mentioned, Laura, in the very beginning. It's not an UN initiative, but it's a a global initiative um, which uh, helps to identify inner capacities and inner skills uh, in order to reach the Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, So I've been working with the global initiative IDG's Inner Development Goals for more than one year. And just recently, a couple of months ago, I've joined uh, Rumble Management Consultancy. And so, I mean, these issues are so complex, um, especially on the personal level. So talk a little bit about personally um, what's happening right now with you and and how you're feeling. (laughs) That's not um, enough right there, <laughs> just but with that pause that she gave us. Right, right. Because I think we're all feeling this in some ways. I really do. But I mean, also, I, um, as someone who read the book, The Forgotten Soldier, I mean, this is, it's so hard what's happening with so many people right now. It really is. And, and so. And give us your perspective, please. You, you have this platform. Please share. Hmm. Uh, thank you. And actually, what you have noticed, taking a pause is a very uh, vital recommendation when you are uh, working on an inner level. Uh, 
Um, well, right now I feel okay. Um, nevertheless, and despite of all uh, my family and I, we have witnessed. Um, and uh, right now I'm here in Sweden with... Uh, my family, with uh, both of my two daughters. Uh, uh, one of them is a student, so uh, she uh, she lives in Holland, and uh, the younger one is here with me. Uh, and we have a Christmas gift, because my uh, husband was allowed to come for several weeks uh, to visit us here, and this is the first time uh, my elder daughter saw him in a year. Because last time, it was a year ago, she came home to Kiev to visit us. And right now, it was uh, really a Christmas gift that he was allowed to come. Tell us about weeks. what that reunion felt like. Mm. Everyone was crying, frankly speaking. Yeah, it was incredible. What a blessing. Thank you for sharing that. And one of the stories you wanted to share is something connected with your grandfather in 1914. Do you want to share that now? Uh, by coincidence, today is my grandfather's birthday. Uh, he was born 1914, so basically he would have been 100, how much? Uh, 12 <laughs> years old. Uh, yes, he, he was uh, born 1914 and he uh, survived in three famines caused by Stalin regime. It was 1922, 1933 and 1945 when the Second World War occurred. Uh, so I was questioning myself all the time, uh, what is my connection and what is my relation to food? And just recently, when working with the uh, inner development goals, uh, when uh, collaborating with uh, Conscious Food Alliance, I discovered that uh, my connection to food is through my roots, uh, through the relations uh, uh, which uh, I built to, to, to the past uh, to, of my ancestors, whom I have to be thankful for, for being alive. Uh, for that uh, my mother was born in 1945 and both my uh, grandfather and the grandmother uh, were able to stay resilient and to survive in that horror caused by Soviet regime. Uh, I'm sure that uh, many of you know that uh, in 1922 and 1933 Ukraine uh, severely suffered from hunger and it was uh, basically a horror called famine, uh, or uh, another like um, uh, Ukrainian word uh, is holodomor, uh, when uh, there was no food in villages, uh, no food in cities, uh, all the grain uh, were sold, uh, and uh, it, it was a horror, really. 10 million people died in that horror without food. Yeah, and uh, so oh, I want to ground this a little bit on the Conscious Food Systems Alliance. And the Conscious Food Systems Alliance is a program of the United Nations Development Program. 
And I'm just going to read um, a quick quote from it. Uh, Food and culture are the currency of life. And while we are overwhelmed by disease and death, a living food culture can show the light to the path of light. And that's from Vandana Shiva. So tell us a little bit, connect this with this Conscious Food Alliance and the Inner Development Goal Framework. Uh, when working for the Inner Development Goals, uh, I was honored to uh, to be a representative on behalf of uh, this global initiative to COFSA Alliance, uh, Conscious Food System Alliance. Uh, it was a marvelous uh, collaboration uh, journey uh, lasting more than one year. Uh, when uh, one, uh, one of the best practitioners from around the world uh, got together and discussed uh, problems and solutions uh, that could be uh, uh, found uh, in uh, when working with inner growth, when working with inner capacities, and how can uh, you uh, actually uh, tackle the uh, global food crisis? Uh, how can uh, inner growth be connected with the uh, food systems? And how can we contribute or maybe learn from uh, other cultures or maybe from uh, indigenous cultures? Uh, because there is so much wisdom across the world where we have to go listen and learn from. And there's a, a quote from the Food and Faith uh, Earth, which was connected with this, that I think is um, kind of helps put this in a context. Um, Our story of food is one of sacred joy, interconnectivity, dignity, empathy. These values are enshrined in faith, non-faith, spiritual, and indigenous tr- traditions. Understanding of food. So, um, Claudia, how does this? It's like food is threaded through all of those beautiful, whatever you want to call it. But it's like you you mentioned all these beautiful talking points and they're not, but right. And then it's food, it's food, it's food, and it's the beauty of it and it's the celebration of it. And it's like the, it's the, the, the juice and the vitality and it's. Sorry, this is where I start thinking in pictures. <laughs> that sounds wonderful, Kelly, but it's also a place of hope and mm. resilience. And I think that's um, – would you agree with that, uh, Claudia, that this is a place, that this conscious food is a place of hope and resilience? Yes, resilience and acknowledging that reconnection to the bias here, reconnection to nature, is the key to uh, many global problems, including food. Uh, if you look into the resilience theory more in depth, uh, it is um, quite uh, connected with the uh, natural uh, flows and also uh, feedback loops, uh, meaning that uh, we as human beings have to learn a lot from nature. Nature is uh, 4.6 billion years old. Human beings are only several hundred thousand years old. So there is a bunch to learn from nature how to actually survive and how to uh, to stay. We're we're going to take a bit of a break. And uh, yeah, humility is sound and purity is reckless. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. We're talking about conscious food systems. So come and turn me loose. My mic's 
Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio, and uh, this is Laura Headline and the host of Being Curious, Kelly Wagner, is showing is sharing as uh, co-hosting with a little me today. bit today, <laughs> a little bit today, yeah. And um, by phone from Sweden is Claudia Shalvaluk, and she is a. Um, She's a consultant, and she's also worked on the UN uh, Development um, Inner Goal Framework. Um, welcome back to Food Freedom Radio, Claudia and Kelly. What a beautiful one. Claudia, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for inviting me. Hi, everyone. Hi. And uh, Kelly, You want to? I, I think we're all curious about what the food system is like right now in Ukraine with all these challenges. Well, it's, uh, Ukraine is uh, a breadbasket of the world. Um, what, what is it like? Well, and Claudia, you touched on in the previous segment on 10 million people lost their lives in famine because um, uh, villages did not have any food to feed their people. How does a beautiful country like Ukraine go from famine to par to just kind of getting everybody fed again to then this uh, beautiful um, consciousness of food? And what what's the current uh, state of mind with food in Ukraine right now? Um, thank you for asking this question. First of all, uh, Ukraine is a huge country, and we have been uh, always uh, an agrarian country. We are uh, one of the uh, biggest exporters of uh, food, of uh, grains, of all seeds uh, uh, to the world. Um, but right now, uh, because of Russian war in Ukraine, uh, many of people in the world suffer. Uh, because uh, supply chains were broken, because of uh, constant missiles uh, uh, in Ukraine. For example, today Russia sent 120 missiles to, uh, to Ukraine. Only today, only during one night. Think and, about that, uh, everybody. Like, seriously, you just said that. 120 missiles in one night, in just a couple hours. And when you lay out what 120 of anything is, it's just so powerful. It's sad. It's so tragic. And it's it just it, it's hard to be conscious and to be aware of it without just being angry and and um, and consumed. Um, yes, and uh, frankly speaking, like I have learned how to stay resilient in all this horror we are witnessing, uh, because uh, in the first days of war, uh, my family and I, we were stuck in the village. We could not leave um, Kiev suburbs. We went to our summer house with the hope that um, that the war will end just in a couple of days. But then we were stuck without electricity, without connection to internet, to telephone for 10 days. And we could ha- hardly uh, could have ex- escaped it. That, that was a horror. It took me months and months to meditate and to stay calm and stay resilient in all this situation. Knowing that a lot of my friends and a lot of my uh, members of my family are still there. Yes, and uh, still, like a, a lot of people could have left the country, but a lot of people are left. And because uh, we have always been a successful agrarian country, there is right now enough of food for everyone in Ukraine. Moreover, there is even extra food, which we usually would have exported. 
But because uh, Russia is hitting uh, our ports, including the major port in Odessa on the Black Sea, uh, it's uh, like it's unpredictable. Even this agreement uh, that should have worked, uh, called so-called agreement for grain shipping corridor, it didn't work. Because how can you make agreements with a terrorist? Yeah, and um, yeah, I want to ground this a little bit on this whole inner development goals. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about what that means, the inner development goals, and why the UN um, Development Program was looking at this? Uh, inner Development Goals uh, is a, a global initiative that develops uh, capacities and skills uh, around inner growth. Uh, there are five dimensions uh, called uh, being, thinking, uh, relating, collaborating, and acting. And right now, uh, under the current uh, results of the research, there are 23 skills under each of five dimensions, which I have just mentioned. For example, under being, uh, it's always about relationship to self, uh, there are such skills and abilities as inner compass, integrity and authenticity, self-awareness, presence, or, for example, under thinking as cognitive skills, there are critical thinking, complexity awareness, perspective skills, sense-making, long-term orientation. And scientists who have been uh discovering uh, this and uh, they, they have come to conclusion that indeed uh, there is a connection between inner and outer world. So uh, we would never be able to perceive how to tackle global challenges that are, for example, named in the 17 SDGs uh, that uh, we are facing as a humanity and that uh, um, 193 uh, member states of the UN committed to uh, achieve by 2030 in the uh, Agenda 2030. Um, uh, so uh, it, without this inner transformation, there is no chance that we would reach all of the 17 SDGs. Because uh, unless uh, we as human beings transform our mindsets, unless we recognize that uh, our leaders in, for example, companies, in communities, in countries, uh, are not connected enough with those challenges they are talking about, uh, they do not relate enough to these challenges they are tackling, uh, we will not be able to succeed. Well, that's powerful. And it's interesting you mentioned about connecting the dots, and that is going to be the, the the mantra and the headline for your October 11th through 12th, 2023 um, convention and your summit um, in Stockholm. Tell us a little bit more about this conference. Mm, I'm... 
not sure uh, I'm in the power to tell about this conference because I'm not no longer employed with the IDG's Global Initiative, but I'm sure that you can ask uh, my former colleagues right. more about this. Right, right. And, and I mean, I, I do, one of the speakers there is Otto Schwammer, which some of our listeners might be familiar with because he's been here as well, too. But but this, um, so, but, but what I, um, when you're talking about the inner development goals, I mean, really looking at how we are being and thinking, relating, collaborating, and acting in this world. Um, and again, going back to this, humans seem to have this incredible ability to do technological feats, but we don't know how to live with each other and respect the sentience of other lives. And how that first part is, I mean, how we need to connect this to the biosphere. So when we come back, we'll talk more. We're talking with Claudia Shavanluk. Um, she is from uh, Ukraine, but now living in Sweden. And uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio. I'm Laura Hedlund, a student of permaculture, a person who knows cheap food is not cheap, and someone curious about why humans are capable of such great technological feats. Uh, we're close to fusion energy. A few months ago, um, we smashed a spacecraft into an asteroid seven million miles away, and yet we don't know how to be with each other on this Earth and with the awesome other beings, the sentience on this beautiful planet Earth, uh, on this beautiful blue ball we call Earth. And so um, co-hosting with me today is Kelly Wagner from Being Curious Show, also on AM 950. And joining us by phone uh, from Sweden is um, Claudia Shavaluk, and she um, worked on the Inner Development Goals. She's from Ukraine, um, and she's currently a consultant. So, Kelly, when we went on break, we were talking a little bit about the importance of ancestors. And you want to talk about that some more? Well, Claudia brought up her grandfather, and all the challenges, and it's not only her grandfather, but the collective's uh, grandparents and those who have came before us and all the hard work they did to get us here. Like, really, when you think about it. And Claudia is um, a woman and a soul and a mother, and she's in a time of transition and something she does not have control of. And trying to hold this sacred space is what I what I hear and what I feel from from just our brief time together. And it's honoring what her grandfather and all the grandparents that came before us, but then also what are we doing as stewards of this blue ball? I love that you call it just the blue ball. That's amazing. And we're stewards. We're here for just a moment. And what are we doing for the future generations? And I, and I know Claudia is definitely a part of that. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Laura. Uh, Indeed, uh, I would support that uh, being thankful to ancestors for what we are and what we have gained is a huge task for everyone, just to be conscious, just to to live a conscious life, uh, but also to do our inner job of inner growth, of uh, uh, growing vertical, of recognizing uh, who we are and what we can become what we want to become, uh, it will even make easier uh, to, to leave for our children to, to recognize and to see our uh, or their parents flourishing, uh, to see how they uh, were able to tackle all the challenges and problems that we have faced. Uh, right now, I'm sure that uh, for my daughters, uh, me and my husband are uh, super good examples of how to survive in this horror of Russian 
aggression and Russian war in Ukraine. Uh, but at the same time, I learn a lot from them because they are the best examples of uh, a new generation and uh, they are even more resilient than we are uh, grown-ups. I mean, uh, because um, I think that uh, there is a lot to learn how they uh, tackle the challenges with new cultures, with new uh, communities, with everything new they were, um, they were obliged to face in this complexity. So um, I want to also um, stress the importance of facing the dark times because I know one of the things I've inherited is, you know, glossing over pain, right? I mean, that's, that's almost to just ignore the pain, I think, propels it, continues it. And so, um, but, but here's so, uh, there, the, the UN um, released a sustainable, um, sustainable Development Goals Report in 2022. And so right now, here's just a few stats from it. We are witnessing the largest number of violent conflicts since 1946, with one quarter of the global population now living in conflict-affected areas. Climate change, food insecurity around the world, why is the human culture resulting in this chaos and this these this this suffering? Why are we creating this suffering? Do you want to tackle that question, Claudia? Do you have a sense on that? Or that's kind uh, of a big well, that's its own uh, show. <laughs> that might be a whole show. I may be throwing out a little bit too much, but and Claudia, you have eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> see. Uh, well, uh, I think uh, the. Major problem is uh, the that sometimes we are unable to recognize our egos. Like um, the terrorist state has a collective ego of evil, and uh, we are suffering from this collective ego of evil. The ability to tackle uh, the and to actually change the collective systems is through the inner growth. And this has been proved by uh, numerous scientists who are right now working uh, with the inner development goals, who are right now uh, working under other uh, researches and initiatives. Uh, so I, I do not dare to say, like, or to name a recipe uh, how to tackle it. But I know that um, the only way is through changing the mindsets. And in this horrible war, Russian war in Ukraine, the only way out is if the people in Russia will start uh, thinking differently. When they start changing their mindsets of being slaves of Kremlin. Well, and um, Leo Tolstoy, um, the author of War and Peace, Russia's one of Russia's most famous authors, wrote a book, The Kingdom of Heaven is Within. And this was written a long time ago, um, decades ago. It was actually banned. But it's one of the best books on peace, I think there really is. And it does a great job of saying, you know, the fundamental of Christianity, and Leo Tolstoy was a Christian, was turn the other cheek <laughs> and bring peace into this world. And yet... There's a linkage between um, a branch of 
I'm not going to use a word, but a certain um, philosophies that that allow people to be really mean to each other. And so, um, and Leo Toy Story. I mean, I really, I wish that book was very, very popular again. And and you can listen to it on tape. The Kingdom of Heaven is within. Because how do we find these being places, and how to how to be a a force for peace and kindness? And you know, with so much, you know, a, a record with so much. How do we create a space that's safe where people can be curious about peace? Yeah, that's a great way of saying it, yeah. Kelly. Well, yeah, right. Um, and, and how to experience. And so I want to, again, go back to these inner development goals. So what does it mean? Um, you know, it's, it's our state of being. And, um, and, and so the UN was looking at the state of being. And, and one of the early signers to this was Costa Rica. And I love, you go to Costa Rica and it's palpable. The atmosphere is palpable. And you create an atmosphere. And so, and I think you were right to talk about ancestors and children and what is the atmosphere and the way of being that we want to open up to create this incredible world that we know is possible. Uh, indeed, Costa Rica was one of the first countries to uh, sign a memorandum on uh, implementing inner development goals as a framework. Uh, they are working uh, hard on uh, achieving the SDGs, and uh, there at that time, um, uh, Minister uh, who, who who was responsible for the SDGs, uh, uh, Miss Maria del Pilar um, Garcia Corridas, uh, she, she has um, uh, she she was a initiator of. Uh, uh, applying this IDG's framework. She was here in uh, Sweden uh, in April when there was this uh, IDG summit conducted. Uh, and uh, she, uh, there are actually leaders who uh, recognize that uh, the ability to, to, to uh, tackle global challenges and to achieve uh, SDGs are only uh, possible through the inner growth. Uh, so, uh, as far as I know, that um, uh, the, uh, the uh, Costa Rica government planned to uh, to implement uh, inner developments uh, both uh, uh, in public sector but also in private sector. Uh, so the results will be seen only, I think, in a couple of years. So when we could see uh, if uh, this helped them really to grow vertical and to. Uh, to uh, upgrade their skills and capacities to be able to work with the SDGs uh, uh, and to foster the achievement of the Agenda 2030. Okay, so I'm going to go on a personal note to you. Your husband came back. You have your daughter. You're in Sweden. What was the first meal of love that you made as a family? We recently made uh, traditional uh, Ukrainian Christmas food uh, and uh, invited uh, our host family who hosted us when we just came in March uh, this year uh, with my daughter. And we were so glad that we could have uh, uh, could have given a piece of love in, in this small act uh, it was uh, um, a traditional pork meat uh, with uh, sour coal and uh, sour cucumbers. It's it's super like uh, basic food, but it's typical for Ukraine. It's interesting hearing you talk about it because 
I could tell that you have this inner smile on your face when, and again, we're miles away from each other, when you started to talk about it. And yet it was simple, but you, I could just see you going through the process of of shopping and getting the food and preparing the food and bringing everything together and the ceremony and making it and the ceremony and setting the table and the ceremony of presenting it, whether it's with paper plates or the finest china that you could put your hands on. I just, I just felt that there was just this beautiful connection and this spark with that meal. Uh, there is certainly connection between uh, the global challenges and the inner growth uh, and uh, food actually connects uh, vertical all the 17 SDGs. Uh, it was even proved by uh, Stockholm Resilience Center by uh, a former head of the Stockholm Resilience Center, Professor Johan Rockström, who spoke in 2016 that food is the key to everything. Uh, and uh, he proved it uh, on this uh, so-called SDGs wedding cake model. If you have ever heard about it, uh, it describes the three layers of SDGs, biospheric, social and economic. And um, uh, as a vertical connection is uh, 17th uh, SDG partnership for the goals. But uh, he has proved together with his colleagues that Food is key to everything, to all 17 SDGs. And without uh, healthy food, uh, without tackling uh, this uh, challenge of uh, no hunger, uh, we would never be able to ever speak about uh, achieving Agenda 2013. And SDG stands for the Sustainable Development Goals, um, and that is um, associated with the UN. Um, we're going to take a break again, but do you want to briefly say what that is? Because um, SDG? Sure. We'll be happy to. Okay, maybe, maybe we'll do that after break. We'll come back and talk about what the Sustainable Development Goals are and what it means for our children and how we honor our ancestors by moving forward a inner relationship with this big blue wall ball we call earth yeah. ah, let's do the blue ball let's let's have joy and you're listening to food freedom radio on am 950 hey jude don't make it bad take a sad song and make it better Start to make it better. Hey, Jude, don't be afraid. You were made. Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio. I'm Laura Hedlund, and joining us by phone from Sweden uh, is Ukrainian Claudia Shavaluk, and also co-hosting with me is Kelly Wagner. You were doing so well with those last with her last name. <laughs> I can't do last names I, to save my life, and I'm, you are I'm, just honoring her. I'm hoping that I am because that is something I'm afraid that I don't do as well as I'd like Claudia, to. Claudia, she's trying really I, hard. I, I just Laura, want you to know. Sounds perfect. Does it? Uh, I can't say a well, well. You know, like a well that's not sick. A well, well. <laughs> You're but doing great. I'm doing. Thank you so much, Kelly. Okay, so what? Uh, tell us uh, about the sustainable development goals and this wedding cake idea. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that uh, 
at this point, uh, many of you have already heard about 17 Sustainable Development Goals, which is Agenda 2030, uh, how to transform our world to a better place, how to tackle the global challenges, how to make people and planet flourish. Uh, so 17 uh, SDGs uh, have been uh, a, one of the uh, most important agenda for many countries, uh, at least for all countries who are member of the United Nations. And uh, I, I was trying to explain in the previous episode how food is connected to 17 SDGs, because uh, no hunger is uh, number two sustainable development goal. And uh, it was proved by uh, Professor Johan Rockström, who is the former uh, head of Stockholm Resilience Center, uh, together with his colleague and board member of the Stockholm Resilience Center, Pavan Sukhdev, uh, that uh, SDG 2 is uh, connected to all uh, 17 SDGs uh, through a model, uh, so-called uh, wedding cake, uh, where uh, we can observe uh, biospheric level. Uh, there are four SDGs, uh, for example, life, uh, sustainable life on Earth, uh, or, for example, clean and, uh, water and sanitary, or 13th uh, climate action. Then it comes uh, societal level uh, with all uh, social goals, uh, for example, number one, no poverty, or number two, no hunger, which uh, I have already mentioned. And third layer is economic, uh, with all the economic SDGs, like, for example, decent work and economic growth, number eight, or, uh, for example, Number uh, 12, uh, about um, sustainable uh, consumption and production. And, you know, and you think, a, you think yeah. for a species that could take an asteroid and throw it 8 million miles and move, you know, and we're on the verge of fusion energy, we would be able to have a planet with no poverty and with a more just society and a more loving um, economics, that that is possible. Yes, uh, I think that is uh, what we all want to achieve with the Agenda 2030. Um, but uh, many uh, leaders uh, and many scientists have uh, proved already that uh, actually to achieve the uh, Agenda 2030, uh, to foster the achievement of the Agenda 2030, is only possible through the inner uh, growth and inner work. Uh, when we, we would be able to name that, okay, I'm quite developed in a particular skills. For example, I'm good in communications, or uh, I'm good in relating and connectedness, or I'm good in humility. But for example, my uh, acting skills, like uh, those uh, that are responsible for dr driving the change, for example, I'm not enough developed in courage or I need more optimism and perseverance in uh, order to face all the complexity. Uh, so this is uh, what uh, the Inner Development Goals framework is about and how it connects the uh, SDGs. It helps us to realize, okay, I'm well developed in particular number of skills, but I need to upgrade other skills to be more complex, to be more... Um, integral to grow vertical as a personal uh, as a person as a human being uh, to be able to to work with the strategies
Yeah, that is fascinating. And I mean, there's this conscious food alliance, it's global. And so how we look and so one of the little things that I something that jumps out for me for my own inner development is trust. And I was thinking, you know, I deserve my birthright is to live in a community of trust. And I get so many messages about not being able to trust or even trusting myself or I know, Kelly, you do stuff with trusting intuition, <laughs> right? And so how we move to trust. You should have saw the look on my face. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It's sort of like, no, what? But um, – and we're down to our last two two minutes and I know uh, – um, uh, so I know Kelly wanted to jump in here too with a question. So Laura I'm, has like all these beautiful thought bubbles around her, which is just <laughs> awesome when you bring the you bring the little intuitive into the studio. But Claudia, one thing that I wanted to ask you, and again, I know we have like a minute left. How do you create in all of what's going on in your world? And I, we'll call it chaos. We'll call it an adventure. We'll call it whatever because it's. I, I don't think words horror. Are, right. I, I I wanted to I wanted to go up above it rather than there. How are you creating your functional everyday magic? I have no recipe, but what Beautiful. I have noticed what uh, works for me personally um, are simple uh, things. I meditate, I do yoga, I do uh, nature observation practices and nature quests. Uh, you really keep it that simple. That is what helps need to stay resilient in all the complexity. And uh, most of these uh, so-called recipes, they are already on the uh, IDG's uh, toolkit. Uh, mm. And they are so simple. But if you just start to do uh, everyday uh, practice in 21 day, just look what you have become. How did it help you? And also, uh, sometimes uh, I uh, I write a diary, uh, answering only three questions that help to to stay more uh, connected and to st- uh, that help me to stay more resilient. So, what has happened? Number one, second question: How do you feel about it? And third question: What does it mean for you? Hmm. When you look back into these answers after several weeks, after months, you will observe uh, how your personality changed. Mm. That's beautiful. Gosh, what a great way to end things. Yeah, and uh, if people want more information, there is the Conscious Food Alliance with the United Nations. There's innerdevelopmentgoals.org. And uh, Claudia, if uh, people wanted, to, uh, um, and, and if people wanted to learn more, any other place you'd suggest they'd go? Um, they can connect me via LinkedIn and I will be happy to answer them in person. Okay, so we're going to post this on LinkedIn. Last name is, is spelled S-H-E-V-E-L-Y-U-K, Claudia. Thank you so much, Claudia, and blessings and better um, may, may 2023 be a year of joy.